everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG Podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for stopping by. It is episode 66. Wait, 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 wait. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Everything's kind of running together. I'm going to get into why that is in a moment. But yes, it is episode 66, so appreciate the support. Um, as always, go ahead and like and subscribe the podcast. If you haven't done so already, why not? Uh, we are climbing in the download numbers, which is uh, always great. Now, last week, I, if I remember correctly, it was episode 65, and I did have the interview with the uh, father and son, the father catching the walk-off home run to win a Little League District title that his son hit. That was uh, 65, episode 65 of the podcast. If you haven't listened to that already, go ahead and check that out. Really cool conversation, just like raw emotion, how excited this dad is. But I think I promised you during that that particular episode that I would have something at the end of the week if my second COVID vaccine went off without a hitch. So last Wednesday... I went and got my second COVID vaccine, the uh, Pfizer vaccine. That's what uh, that's what I signed up for. Got the first one about three and a half weeks ago, about three and a half, four weeks ago. And then um, June 30th was my second vaccine. Look, I was always so hesitant to get this vaccine. I don't, I don't really know why. I remember when the vaccine actually first came out. And I remember telling my family, like, dude, when that thing comes out, sign me up. I'm going to get it. So I don't have to wear this ridiculous mask anymore anywhere that I go. And um, I-, I was so excited about it at first. But then, you know, I went in. I signed up for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine through a uh, through a little campaign Special Olympics was putting together. Obviously, thanks thanks so much for the offer for the folks at Special Olympics. They they reached out to me. and They, they asked me if I wanted to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I said, sure, let's sign me up. It's only one shot, so let's do it. But that was when the government put a hold on that vaccine because they were doing some extra uh, tests. If you remember, this was about a month and a half ago. Was it? I think it was about a month and a half ago, two months ago, when the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, kind of was put on hold. So I was, I was going to get it then. And I think at that point, I started second-guessing myself whether or not I want to do this. It's not that I'm anti-vaccine. I was just kind of like, ah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a 37-year-old guy. I'm healthy. I'm not overweight. I don't fall in the risk category. I don't have any pre-existing conditions. And so I thought, How, should I just kind of roll the dice and not get this thing? I don't I don't think I've had COVID. Uh, I may have been asymptomatic at some point, but I don't think so. Uh, no one in my family has had COVID. But anyway, my wife got the Moderna vaccine. And then my parents and my, my grandfather got the Pfizer vaccine. I was kind of the only one left out there in the cold. My kids are not going to get it. I mean, first of all, they're too little. And even then, I mean, I don't think kids should be even getting this vaccine. I think that's anti-science. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to put my kids through it. So I was, they were never going to get it. So I, I was left alone on an island thinking about whether or not I'm going to get this thing. And so I finally decided to do it. I got, I got a couple of trips coming up. I'm going to Florida. Uh, we got a wedding to go to at the end of this week. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. First one was fine. Nothing happened. So then the second one rolls around. And as I said, I was going to do a podcast episode if everything had gone down without a hitch. Well, well, folks, that that was not the case. I uh, I have to tell you that um, 
it was not the case because I got kicked in the butt by this second COVID vaccine. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you. And I had made a post before my first one, you know, kind of like a uh, roundtable discussion, if you will, on my Facebook page uh, to talk about, you know, what people had um, gone through with the vaccine, what kind of reactions they had. A lot of people didn't have any reactions. Um, and then some people had really, really bad side effects to it. My heart goes out to those folks. So I was kind of in that, I was in the middle, right? I was kind of hoping, okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll get the, the fever. Or the... Look, listen, listen, I got it on Wednesday. And um, so everything is fine on Wednesday. I'm going through, everything is good. I feel a little tired, took a little nap Wednesday afternoon. I'm, I'm fine. And I got this done on my off days, right? So I kind of uh, scheduled this the right way. And thank goodness I did. So uh, on Wednesday, I got it, and everything's fine. I go to bed, and I, after my nap, I wasn't really tired, right? I, I, I feel like I was supposed to be tired, but I wasn't tired. It was this kind of strange sensation that I was going through. So anyway, I go to sleep, fine, and I didn't actually fall asleep until like 1 o'clock that day because, I, as I said, I wasn't tired. I was on my phone looking up playing games or whatever I was doing. So anyway, about 5 o'clock in the morning rolls around. And listen, Ed felt like I was having chills as if I was in a 32 below zero storm. Like, my chills were so intense at 5 o'clock in the morning. I wake up, and I, I'm feeling it. I go out and get take, take some Advil, try to calm this thing down. And then for the next hour, I am laying in bed shaking. <laughs> okay? Shaking. And I'm not telling you this story, folks out there that are listening that are still kind of on the fence to get it. Look, I got it. I think at the end of the day, it's probably a good thing to do. Everybody's got to make their own decision on whether they not want to get it. I'm just sharing my story. You know, I'm just and this is not uh, anti-vaccine or pro-vaccine. I, I'm very much pro-vaccine when it comes to, uh, you know, the flu vaccine. I get that after I've I've had kids. I, I got the flu vaccine every year. I'm not anti-vaccine at all, but I'm just sharing my story because it was so crazy. So then, so about an hour goes by from about five to six, I am shaking like crazy, shivering, chills, teeth chattering, the whole nine yards. And um, I wake up at about eight o'clock. My kids usually wake up at about eight, eight thirty. Um, and I wake up at about eight o'clock and everything hurts. There are muscles that I didn't even know I had that are in pain. All my joints are like so brittle. They're like really tight and they hurt. And I'm like, what? What is going on? So then I walk I walk over to the to the dinner table. We're, we're all having breakfast and I, I just feel like death. I mean, I put my head down. I'm like, oh my God. So I start taking some Tylenol. I take some Tylenol throughout the day and it just does not go away. Throughout the day, I'm feeling this like, it's like somebody is tightening my joints. All of them at one time. And I'm just, and I feel achy. I never got a fever, but, and then I just, I just, oh God, it was so brutal. And then, you know, with my schedule, I think I've talked to you guys before, you know, my, my wife is one of the main anchors over at Fox 26. God bless her. I'm so proud of her. So she works the night shift. So when I'm off, I'm with the kids by myself. And you know, this week my parents came over, helped me out. Cause I was feeling so blah. So I was feeling so nasty. And Putting the kids to bed, I was just, I felt so bad for my son. He wanted to play, he wanted to do stuff. And I'm like, buddy, I, I cannot do it. I can't do it. I mean, it was hurting. And just to move around, just walk around the house, I was just in pain. And then, so my son goes to sleep. I fall asleep for about 30 minutes with him. And then I wake up 
and this was after I had taken some Advil. And when I wake up, I'm like feeling a little bit better. Okay, so I still feel that kind of cool sensation inside of me. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. Take some more Advil. And in the middle of the night, bam, this was Thursday going into Friday, I broke whatever I had. Woke up in a full sweat. And then I felt great. I felt so still a little tired, right? Because of what I just gone through the last 36 hours. But um, yeah, I felt a lot better. And, and from that point forward, I was fine. But Friday was just kind of a little bit of a haze because I was still kind of tired. I woke up, I had bags under my eyes for the first time in whew, years. I don't know if I've ever had bags under my eyes because I was just kind of worn down. The body was worn down. So listen, hopefully this thing pays off. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that was uh, that was not a fun situation. It was a miserable time, but uh, you got to trust the science, man. Right? That's that's what we uh, that's what we're all about. And um, I, I'm trusting the science. Uh, I think I heard today that about 150 million people have been vaccinated. That's roughly about what 47 percent, 45 percent of the country. So I look, I understand there are people that are out there that are still kind of hesitant about it. And I'm, whatever you do your thing, I just wanted to share my story because it was it was it was so crazy. Nobody in my family had any adverse side effects except for me. So I was the only one over there on the on the island. Uh, and so they felt bad for me. But whatever. So, hey, I should be ready to go. Should be ready to party here for this wedding that we got coming up, an Indian wedding, which uh, I'll talk to uh, I'll talk to you guys about in, in a little bit. Um, and. Yeah, we should be we should be rocking and rolling, man. And uh, we're going to Florida. We're going to Destin for about a week and a half here next week. So not going to be a podcast there for a while. And uh, yeah, it should be uh, it should be a good time. And uh, I will not be wearing the mask. I know we heard today from uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci said, "Hey, by the way, you should still wear the mask." And certain look, listen. If we're trusting the science here, I'm not going to really wear a mask. The CDC says if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have to wear a mask. So I'm rolling with that. I'm not going to wear a mask in HEB anymore. Looking forward to that. And uh, so, yeah, let's rock and roll, man. Um, The Astros are allowing media on the field that have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the field, talking to the guys again. So it should be a good time. And uh, who knows what the future holds for the people that have been vaccinated? I have no idea. But for me, I had a, a miserable 36 hours after the fact, but now I'm good. Everything is good. But anyway, I, I could not record a podcast. I was I was in a haze. I was It was a mess. So I'm recording this podcast today actually um, in the studio, in the newsroom, in our audio booth. So if you're, if you're wondering why the audio sounds better, not that the audio sounded bad on uh, my last couple of podcasts that I've recorded in the closet or in the car at home, but I'm back in the studio now to anchor. Um, and uh, we're all going to be back in the studio here soon. So I'm going to be hopefully recording more of these things in the studio. I'm not going to have a guest today. Um, I just wanted to tell you my story and maybe dive into some of the headlines that have happened over the weekend. But, uh, yeah, the audio quality, I think, sounds great in this booth. So um, it's great to be back in studio recording these things and anchoring, seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time. I saw one of our photographers, Chris Carr, great dude. hadn't seen him in 15 months. And so automatically you stop and talk to him for like 15, 20 minutes, like catching up on life. He's got a couple of kids now like I do. It's just wild. Uh, So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again and as we roll out of this uh, COVID phase that we're uh, never going to forget. That's for sure. I touched on the Indian wedding that I'm going to. I don't know if you guys have ever been to an Indian wedding, but they are awesome. Okay. My wife is Indian. 
Um, and, uh, you know, for, for us, when we got married, we had two ceremonies. We had the uh, ceremony in the church in the uh, co-cathedral, the Sacred Heart Church, downtown Houston, beautiful facility, beautiful cathedral. We had, we, uh, had our church service there. And then uh, the next day we had the Indian wedding, which, by the way, it was total, uh, total news flash to me. If you're, if you're going to hold two ceremonies, if you're going to get married in two faiths, and one of the faiths is Catholic, the Catholic Church asks you to hold that ceremony first, or else they don't see the marriage within the Catholic scope, right? It's not, it's not legal's the wrong word. It's not official within the Catholic uh, Church if it's held after the, the other religious ceremony. I thought that was kind of bizarre. I never heard anything like that. So that's why we got married first. We got married in the uh, Catholic Church. And then the next day we had our Indian wedding. Uh, my wife looked just absolutely stunning in her Indian dress. Um, I wore, you know, head to toe, man. I was dressed up in Indian garb too. Um, one of these days I'm going to share that picture. Maybe I'll share it this this anniversary. It was fun, man. We had a great time. We had about 350 people at our wedding. I didn't even know like 75% of those people. But that's the thing, man, at these Indian weddings, all these people are invited. And at this wedding we're going to, it's one of my wife's uh, family friends. She's getting married. Actually, the cousin of my college roommate. Small world, man. My college roommate knew my wife growing up when they were little. I did not know this. I didn't meet my wife until our first job. And then when we met, we exchanged stories. My college roommate was her friend growing up, their family friend. I mean, it's wild, right? Small world. I had no idea I would ever marry an Indian girl. Thank God I did because she's amazing, and uh, the culture is, is really incredible. And that's the thing about these Indian weddings, man. So the wedding is in the morning, the religious ceremony is in the morning, and then at night is the huge party. And when I talk about party, man, these Indian folks, they know how to throw down. They know how to throw down. And I'm so looking forward to this wedding because we haven't had a huge party like this in such a long time. The last one we went to was at the end of 2019. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our with our daughter. So, you know, she, she was kind of going through that. We didn't really throw down as much as we could. But this weekend, man, we are, boom, it is lit. We are throwing down at this party. And it is uh, it is going to be fun. And that's the thing, like I, like I talk about these Indian weddings, everything is detailed. And I, and I respect the hell out of it, man, because... Everything in a religious ceremony, in a Hindu ceremony, has a certain meaning. So, like, there are little things. And if you ever go, and I, I suggest that if you have Indian friends uh, and if, if you know of somebody getting married within the uh, Hindu faith, I, I suggest, I highly recommend you go because it's an experience, man. It's really cool. Uh, all the things that are done during the ceremony have a meaning, like like rice poured in at a certain time or water. Everything has its meaning. I don't remember all the meanings. I just thought I just think the whole thing is cool. And as I mentioned, the parties are legit. So uh, we are going to have a good time this weekend for sure. Drinks flowing, um, and uh, we are going to be rocking and rolling for that Indian wedding. Okay. So now that I've talked about all sorts of stuff in my life, uh, let's talk about sports. Right? Astros are back on track after they, you know. Couldn't figure out how to beat Baltimore and lost to Detroit. They beat a second-place team in Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's not the greatest team in the world. They got a lot of injuries, a lot of pitching injuries. Cleveland has a lot of problems right now. But the Astros won all four games. You're supposed to beat bad teams 
when they're down. Hit them while they're down. The Astros sweep them. They have four All-Stars. I thought Jordan Alvarez probably should have been an All-Star as well. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, certainly. I was surprised nobody was a starter. Maybe it was because of the Astros' hate around the country. They saw seven starters, and nobody's nobody was going to vote for them. But um, there were a couple all-star snubs, too, uh, not just with the Astros. Um, Yasmani Grandal, the White Sox, probably should have been an all-star, too. But uh, that game coming up uh, next week. It's coming up next week in Colorado. Major League Baseball moving that all-star game out of Atlanta. Terrible precedent to set there, by the way. They should have never moved it, but uh, that's uh, that's that's what it's all about these days, man. Uh, these leagues are very reactive to a small a minority on social media calling for things to change when they don't agree with uh, stuff. I think it was moved because of the Georgia voter law. I don't know about the intricacies about that law. I don't. I'm not going to really get into all that because it doesn't really matter. But I, I just feel it, it sets a bad precedent for leagues to be moving all-star games, um, especially when it affects so many people. I, it was a multi-million dollar impact on the Atlanta area for Major League Baseball to move that game out. I, I just think that's very unfortunate. Um, it's supposed to be a distraction, man. You're not supposed to dive into politics. Sports are a distraction. I've always felt that way. Sports are, are, are to get us away from some of the other nonsense that goes on, some of the other topics. Let's just play sports, man. Let's just honor some all-stars. Have a good time. But Major League Baseball thought otherwise, and they had a lot of backlash because of that decision. Uh, I disagreed with it. Uh, I didn't think they should have moved it. Uh, they should have kept it in Atlanta. But now it's in Colorado, and four Astros are going to be there. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, the NBA Finals start uh, tomorrow. Start this week. Bucks and Suns. I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched much of the NBA playoffs. Probably about five minutes. Just didn't care this year about it. Uh, I think it's an interesting matchup. I said on Sports Extra, I think it's an interesting matchup. I think it's great that Milwaukee and Phoenix, two you know cities that haven't been in the finals for a very, very long time. Uh, I think it's cool for those, those fan bases. I'm not going to watch it because it doesn't really matter. But to me in Houston, because we've got baseball season, I'm watching baseball uh, over the NBA Finals. I would not be surprised if this is a very low-rated NBA Finals. That doesn't mean it's not going to be good basketball. But just for me personally, I'm just not interested in watching it. I think it's going to be some fun basketball back and forth. Chris Paul, P.J. Tucker on the floor while James Harden's doing whatever he's doing. I think that's poetic justice. Poetic justice. And and it's funny because there was a clip that surfaced. And you never know what you post on social media if it's going to come back and not haunt you, per se. Because I don't think I post anything bad on social media. But... You know, sometimes random clips start getting shared on Twitter and you start checking your notifications on there and you're like, oh my gosh, that was like from two years ago. Well, I think this clip that I posted, in fact, I'm going to check right now. Um, Let me see. Let me look it up here. This clip that I posted, I think it was from 2018. Um, So it was from 2018. It was Chris Paul, P.J. Tucker, James Harden at the podium. They were talking about, and Chris Paul was talking about the relationship he has with P.J. Tucker. It goes way back, childhood friends, and they were going back and forth on how they should have gone to college together. It was a really cool moment. I posted it. It was shared by the account Overtime, and it's gone crazy online now. But it, it perfectly encapsulates the situation that the Rockets were facing with uh, P.J. Tucker 
and Chris Paul, especially the Chris Paul-James Harden dynamic that didn't work out. James Harden, imagine being James Harden not wanting to play with Chris Paul. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. Yeah, Chris Paul had a couple of uh, rough moments, and I'm sure behind the scenes. They, but work it out. You guys are professionals, right? They had the team to go to the finals. They were right there knocking on the door, and then they trade uh, Chris Paul. Whatever. We don't need to relitigate that. But at the end of that clip, after they go back and forth talking about how cool it is that they're in this position and they're playing in the playoffs. This was back in 2018, remember? James Harden chimes in and goes, "Oh, thanks for the love fest." Uh, you know what? I'm fact. I I, sh- I should play it for you. I'm trying to. I- I'm gonna try to get it. If if not, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't. I don't think it's actually working right now. Anyway, he goes, "Oh, that uh, that that was a, a great love fest or something like that." It's like it was kind of a snide comment, but it kind of encapsulates the whole thing. If you haven't seen it, go to my social media page and check it out there. I have retweeted that. Uh, so you guys can see it. What what else is going on? Uh, how long have you been talking here? I've been talking a good good while on this podcast, kind of sharing thoughts. Um, I don't know what else is going on. I, I, we've had um, oh, oh oh I think we uh, the sprinter Richardson Shikari Richardson she uh, tested positive for marijuana, uh, so she's not going to be able to compete at least in the one hundred meters uh, for uh, USA after she tested positive for marijuana. Look. Regardless of what you think, I don't think they should be testing for marijuana anymore. I think it's kind of ridiculous, especially since she used it in a state which is legal, which has legalized it. Um, I don't think they should be testing for that anymore. So I, I, I do agree with that. But the rules are the rules. And look, your your heart goes out to her, right? I mean, I, you do feel bad for the fact she found out about her biological mother passing away from a reporter. That can really have a lot of effects on you. But you're in the middle of this competition. You're trying to get to the Olympics. And, you know, and she, to her credit, she's not asking for any uh, sympathy. I mean, she understands what she did. She knowingly did what she did. But, I, I, you know, you just can't do that, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know what she was expecting. But, I, I, and it's harsh to say I don't feel bad for her because of the fact that she did lose her mother. And that's just a the, the terrible situation to go through, especially finding out the way she did. But, I mean, the rules are the rules, and until they change them, you got to follow them, right? And I do hope they do change that rule because it shouldn't be on the books uh, anymore. Oh, the other big story um, was name, image, and likeness. That came down while I was through the throes of the COVID vaccine reaction. Real quick on that before I end this thing because we've gone on a little bit and i got to get back to uh, – producing a sports cast for the 10 o'clock news on Monday night. Look, name, image, and likeness, I think it's a good thing. I think athletes should be able to benefit off of their name, image, and likeness. From a selfish point of view, I hope we get NCAA football <laughs> back, uh, the the video game, and hopefully this kind of clears the way for that. But I think athletes should benefit from it because we've seen so many instances in the past that you know guys cannot sell their autograph. I mean, Johnny Manziel, for example, he signs something for a friend. That friend then goes to eBay, sells that. He gets the money, but Johnny Manziel can't. If Johnny did try to do that, he would be suspended. That makes no sense. That's dumb. That's antiquated thinking from the NCAA. So the NCAA finally reversed course on this amateurism aspect that they've got going on. I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic as to some of these athletes are going to be going out in the open market. And, it, and it's going to be it's going to be fun, and it's going to be an eye-opening experience for some of these guys, honestly. Because some of these athletes think they're more marketable than they really are, and and they're not, right? You're not going to have 
like the backup goalie on the soccer team. He might be a talented dude, but he's not marketable like a football player or a basketball player is, right? So that dynamic is going to be interesting, how that plays out in locker rooms, especially in football and basketball. You're going to have quarterbacks. They're going to they're gonna make a lot of money in some of these college towns. In the SEC, man, these guys are going to kill it in the SEC. Uh, in the Big Ten, too, right? Um, so that dynamic is going to be interesting, how that plays out. And I think what saves that dynamic is the fact that it's not a direct payment by the university, right? These players are going to have to go out and seek their endorsements, and endorsements are going to be able to have to come to them. And so it's going to be that kind of business relationship. It's not going to be the payment structure just paying athletes outright. That I'm opposed to. And we saw with Northwestern, my alma mater, they tried to unionize several years back, which is just a stupid decision. And I'm glad the uh, labor board shot that down. Just stupid. That would have ruined college athletics. I think this is good because players should benefit from their name, image, and likeness because of these institutions making millions and millions of dollars off of basically their labor, their hard labor that they put in all the work. They should be able to capitalize on opportunities away from the field. It will be interesting, too, to see how some of these schools play it. I know for a fact some of them have already started to come out encouraging the athletes to use the facilities to kind of get some of the video opportunities or if there are photo shoots, go ahead and use the facilities and market themselves using the LSU or LSU is one of them. But uh, the uh, the school's branding, some schools are not for that. I know in Texas it's different. It, it, it's a, it, it works out a little differently in Texas. Um, you can't break with what contracts are already in place. I was talking to uh, uh, somebody over at Rice who kind of explained this to me. So, for example, if uh, an athlete decides to go be represented by Under Armour or to, to represent Under Armour, I should say, and the school is being – um, has a contract with Adidas or Nike for their uniforms. They can't wear Under Armour on the field, right? That type of contract can't be broken. But I think some of these guys are going to make some big money, man. Some of these, especially female athletes, have a lot of Instagram followers. There's some girl, I don't know, I think she's in Louisiana, LSU maybe. She's got like a million followers, a gymnast. I mean, she's going to make some serious bank on this uh, name, image, and likeness thing. It's a whole new world of college athletics, but I think it's uh, long overdue for some of these players who should be benefiting uh, from their talents on the field. That's for sure, and it'll see. We'll see what how it impacts recruiting. I mean, there's it's opening up Pandora's box. That's for sure. But um, I think it's it's going to be something that these athletes learn a lot from. It's going to be a reality check for some to be like, oh, maybe I'm not that big of a star as I think I am. You know, that sort of stuff. Uh, but um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. So those are the topics that I wanted to hit. Thank you for indulging me for a little bit because I haven't talked to you guys in a while. That'll do it for episode 66 of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk when I talk to you, uh, hopefully on Wednesday now that I'm here at the studio, I may I may uh, get one of my colleagues to talk to. I'm going to maybe pull in Len Cannon. We'll see if he wants to join me for a podcast episode. But I will have some more stuff this week before I head on vacation next week. And then when I get back, I'll tell you all about it, especially that Indian wedding, was because we're going to throw down downtown Houston. That's going to be a party. And uh, I will talk to you later when I get the chance. See ya.